Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. You're live on the Talking Point. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, a special broadcast today. We're at the Gauteng Provincial Disaster Management Centre in Midrand. It's where government is hosting the International Day for Disaster Reduction. Now, it's observed on the second Wednesday of October and was declared by the General Assembly to be marked annually during the International Decade for National Disaster Reduction. And that's between 1990 to 1991. Well, let's look at how the country is using that to better improve its own disaster reduction risk and to deal with the challenges that are facing our country. Dr. Mapaga Dau is the national head of Disaster Management Center. Dr. Dau, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the listeners. Thank you for having us here. It's a pleasure to have you on. Dr. Bongani Sitole is the head of the Gauteng Provincial Disaster Center. Good morning to you, Dr. Sitole. Good morning and good morning to the listeners. Disaster risk or disaster management, we often, you know, when we think about it, it's when there are times of calamity. So when we prepare for disasters, Dr. Dow, from a national framework, what exactly are we preparing for? Thank you very much. Uh, You're asking a very important question. Um, Disaster management or disaster risk management it's concerned with uh, ensuring sustainable service delivery and sustainable development. It's basically about risk-proofing development. So disaster management function, uh, as you have given the background, was introduced following the adoption of the uh, Sustainable Development Goals in 1989. What uh, prompted that decision was the fact that it was realized that various development measures and programs fail because they did not take into account uh, risks that can be brought about by uh, hazards, uh, particularly natural hazards. As you know, we don't plan for weather, we don't plan for droughts, we don't plan for cyclones, but we can, as we put development in place, plan uh, to ensure that the risks that can affect those developments do not undermine them. So uh, disaster management should be seen as one side of the coin uh, on the development um, uh, framework. That is why disaster management is concerned with the triple bottom line, being economic, Whenever you plan any economic um, interventions, think about what can go wrong uh, and make sure that you mitigate, you prevent, and you prepare for that. Mm -hmm. Whenever you deliver any social services, being it health, education, and so on and so forth, make sure that you check what can affect, what can negatively affect uh, these social services, and then risk-proof those social services. Whenever you deal with the environment, whether you, you manage uh, river, rivers uh, in terms of river flows, check what um, can go wrong in terms of um, uh, those environments. That's why environmental issues are quite important when you deal with uh, disaster risk issues. Thank w- you. What would you say are the biggest disaster risks for South Africa? 
Okay, thank you very much. Uh, the, the biggest disaster risks for the country, as a starting point, unlike the Caribbean and some of the um, island states, uh, South Africa is not a, a severely disaster-prone country, uh, comparatively. But uh, we, 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 we have hazards or disasters that uh, are common to South Africa. And the three main hazards that are key is flooding or floods. In all their typologies, as you know, with floods, we talk about riverine floods. Uh, we talk about coastal flooding. Uh, we talk about flash floods, where you just see a lot of water spilling all over. So we have those challenges. And with the increasing population and the expanding uh, built environment, uh, we start to see more and more people being exposed to the risk of flooding. So it's a challenge as population grows and the, grows and the building environment expands. The second hazard are fires. Both structural fires that affect our settlements as well as um, um, felt um, fires or vegetation fires. That you saw those um, uh, serious fires that affected Naisna and other areas. So it's one area of concern for us. The third one, and very important one also, is drought and water scarcity. We are aware that South Africa is generally a water scarce country. And with the increasing population, the demand for uh, water, our country is... Um, get severely exposed to drought conditions. You will see areas, there's the Karoo Belt. We call it the Karoo Belt in the Northern Cape up until Western Cape and some parts of Eastern Cape are still currently gripped in drought conditions in all its four categories. As you know, drought is in terms of um, meteorological drought where the rate of precipitation is low over a particular period. We measure that using what we call the standard precipitation index and other measures. And then the second type of drought is hydrological, where you start to see rivers um, drying up. The third one is agricultural, where you see um, the agricultural sector being affected with um, uh, livestock and crops uh, not having enough uh, water and moisture to grow. And the fourth one is um, socioeconomic drought. Sure. Thank you. Dr. Mapaga Dau, he's the head of the National Disaster Management Center. In a moment, we'll hear from Dr. Sitole, who's going to tell us a little bit more about then this conference and what they're aiming to do over the next couple of days. It's 9.30. Nandika Bjorkas is standing by with your latest headlines. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. I'll still be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. That'll be a little later on in the hour. The SMS line is 41391. And on WhatsApp, it's 614 You can also send us messages on, on Twitter at SFM Radio. The hashtag is SFM Talking Point. Of course, you can talk about any of the issues that are on the agenda today, including, you know, the issues around national disaster management. Well, Dr. Bongani Sitole is the head of the Gauteng Provincial Disaster Management Center, which is where we are this morning. Dr. Sitole, let's speak about this program, or at least this conference, and what it is that you're hoping to get out of it. 
Um, thank you very much. Um, as my colleagues from National, he has already laid the foundation uh, in terms of um, the importance of this International Day for Disaster Risk Reduction. Uh, what we have done uh, for the next two days, the first day we have invited um, all the critical stakeholders, specifically the political leadership, because we always say that uh, disaster management is everybody's business. And um, in today's day, uh, actually the event we start at 11 and then it's going to be opened by the Minister, Minister of Cocta, mm -hmm. Dr. Kosazan uh, Lamin Zuma. And uh, also in the programs, we've included um, the aspect we have been involved on issues of COVID because I think lesson learned from COVID, mm -hmm. actually it is important uh, from our side to reflect in terms of how then moving forward uh, we take those lessons learned and implement them in terms of uh, uh, rolling out some of the mitigation strategies in relation for uh, for disaster management. So <clears throat> after the minister then there will be a presentation from our critical stakeholders who is uh, the South African Weather Services. South African Weather Services, they work with us in relation to ALA warnings and, and, and assist us in terms of advising mm -hmm. the communities either the, either the danger of uh, the storms which might be affecting that particular province. And then after that, we'll be getting a, a presentations a, through a panel discussions from some of the aspects in disaster management, like your Professor Fanika Erk and Professor Karim. And then we'll end up with the um, other aspect where they will be dealing with issues of uh, local perspective in mm -hmm. terms of uh, uh, how this day it affects or what is the implication of this day in terms of the disasters at the local level. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's about the communities uh, who end up becoming aff uh, affected by disaster management. The mm -hmm. second day, um, we've included um, head of centers from different provinces where actually they can uh, present their resolutions, which are going to be taken today, and then also the way forward uh, in relation to how then do we take uh, resolutions and issues discussed uh, mm -hmm. in this uh, two days which has been planned, and then implement them so that we can empower our communities. And I'm mentioning that because sometimes um, there's that tendency that uh, people, they just arrange events just to tick boxes. Mm -hmm. um, this event, we have arranged it in such a way that whatever we are going to discuss and take resolutions, and we need to take resolutions which are implementable, and then so that at the end of the day, we are able actually to make sure that our communities are not vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Dr. Dow mentioned something important earlier around the disasters that South Africa is prone to. Uh, he, spoke of, he spoke of floods, fires and drought. And when I think about just our recent history, we go through periods of experiencing either or of any of these disasters. And yet often one gets the impression that, you know, sometimes officials are caught unaware by some of what is happening. You know, you think about the drought, especially that took place over the last three to four years. It almost felt like people didn't know what to do uh, with the situation and therefore the impact of it was so severe. And you're talking about the lessons learned from COVID-19. 
Are there ways in which government integrates its, its response from one natural disaster to the other to ensure that when it happens again, the, you know, the, the state is better prepared and that the, the loss of livestock is not so great, the inconvenience to people's lives is not as great as perhaps it would have been the first time around? And I'm, I'm happy for any of you to, to, to tackle that. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Cathy. Uh, this is a very important question, which would really uh, uh, appreciate if you can continue asking it uh, throughout uh, the year and the years, because it's something that we need to inculcate as a culture of risk avoidance among our people. Um, uh, let me start from our Disaster Management Act in answering that question. There's an answer in that act in that it says uh, every sector department at national level that is section 25 of the act and then it goes to section 38 it says every sector department at provincial level and then it goes to section 52 it, it says every entity at municipal level must conduct a risk assessment in their areas of responsibility so by risk assessment it means you check what are the existing hazards mm. And what can be the domino effect of these hazards? We, we, we call it the hazard value chain. You know, when you deal with the current, let's say we, you deal with drought, it might lead to fires because when it, it is dry, vegetation gets dry. And therefore, when uh, the fire season comes, you can have uh, a lot of fires. So the, the answer, therefore, lies in our ability as... Um, all role players, not only government, mm -hmm. as all role players to make sure that we uh, put in place measures. As government, we'll have plans, national, provincial, and municipal plans. We now have 129 plans that have been submitted. All provinces have submitted plans to the National Disaster Management Center. Eight departments have submitted. 13 entities have submitted. But the question is whether they are integrated, those plans. They deal with the current risk uh, with a view to also preventing the occurrence of a secondary risk. So we, it's an area that we have to continue perfecting um, and it requires an all-of-society uh, ownership. When we dealt with the drought condition, as you know, I indicated that drought is in four typologies, mm. uh, types, agricultural, socioeconomic, hydrological, and meteorological. The implication of that is that when you talk hydrological, it then becomes, um, is driven by uh, water and sanitation. And it's one of the best departments in terms of dealing with, with those measures. When you deal with agricultural, it's agriculture. Uh, socioeconomic now is everybody's business because uh, it might affect industries. Some companies were saying we are uh, considering closing because we don't have enough supp uh, water supply to process our mm -hmm. uh, goods or materials that we produce. So, in a sense, we have been aware, even now, we can show you the drought profile, but management of that requires an integrated approach, including at community level. That's why, from an agricultural point of view, we will say, Kathy, if you happen to buy 100 uh, hectares uh, farm and you want to put livestock, you must first check what is the carrying capacity of this farm. But if I don't look at the carrying capacity, I put 
200 head of cattle in 100 hectares, while there's no vegetation, what am I creating? It's human-induced drought because I overstocked uh, the farm. Ideally, you should get the scientists like Agricultural Research Council to advise you that, okay, the carrying capacity of this farm is 10 livestock units per hectare. That means you, can, you should not exceed that. Then you'll cope with drought. So that means mitigation of drought will be mm. possible. So there's no straightforward answer. But the reality is that all of us must take ownership of risk reduction. That's why you see our government in dealing with, uh, with covid uh, in, the, in the wisdom of our cabinet, they realize that it is important to put in place economic recovery measures. Because when you close, uh, there will be no uh, movement or economic activity that could result with other risks. Thank you very much. All right. We're in conversation with Dr. Mapaga Dau. He's the head of National Disaster Management Center. And Dr. Bongani Sitole, who is the head of the Gauteng Provincial Disaster Management Center. And we're bringing you coverage today of the International Day for Disaster Reduction, a conference, two-day conference being held here at the Disaster Management Center in Midrand. We're going to take a quick break and we'll continue with the show after this. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point, and we're continuing with our program here for this morning, um, the International Day for Disaster Reduction. Dr. Bongani Sitole is the head of the Gauteng Provincial Disaster Management Center. Dr. Sitole, before we wrap up this conversation, um, you know, Dr. Dow mentioned an issue about having integrated responses to some of the disaster problems we have. And I'm just thinking of Gauteng and localized flooding and what a storm it always causes, right? And it, it seems to happen every time there's a flood. How does that keep happening? So why do we still have communities who are living in such high-risk areas? Because it doesn't need to be proven that the area is a high-risk area. We've seen it. We know what happens. And yet the situation doesn't change. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Disasters happen at the municipality space. And what we've been doing as Houghton Province uh, is to make sure that um, those municipalities which are struggling financially, um, we work with them and assist them to make sure that they are viable so that some of the programs in relation to disaster management they are able actually to roll it out uh, in their space. But also we do know that we have communities who are taking advantage of the situation where we will actually advise them to uh, stay away or not to reside in areas where normally it experiences flood, like for example, like in Alex. But because some of the communities have this impression that um, if they have been relocated, they will automatically qualify for the RTP house. So I would say um, the issue is in twofold. We have got the, the general cases where people really have been affected, and those people, we always relocate them. And then we have got people who are taking advantage of the situation. And then those people, actually, because normally when we relocate the communities, we make sure that that area is barricaded and then so that uh, they don't go back and reside in that area as well. The flooding of the uh, houses, um, 
highway and roads. Some of this, these floodings, they happened because of the drainage system, which we have in Gauteng Province. Uh, we have been working with some of the units uh, in Gauteng Province and other departments to make sure that we start with a program uh, in relation to the cleaning of the drainage system in Gauteng Province. But then we have realized that the magnitude um, um, of these storms, which happen in Houghton Province, sometimes they overwhelm the drainage system in Houghton Province. So we might need to come up with a different, different technology uh, in terms of uh, managing some of these areas which are normally affected by floods. So um, it's, still a it's still a long uh, road to, to go in terms of dealing with those areas which are normally experiencing flooding. But I think if we can get it right in terms of cleaning the drainage systems and making sure that people um, that are being relocated or they don't reside in places where, um, let's say, low-lying low areas mm. or areas where we have relocated people, then some people, they came and then occupied the very same uh, um, area. So I think from our side as the Houting Provincial Development Center, um, it caused us to work with other stakeholders mm. so that we make sure that those things that don't happen moving forward. Sure. Let me thank you both for your time then on our program today, Dr. Mongani Sitole, who you've just heard, and Dr. Mapaga Dau, both of them being part of the National Disaster Management Centers at a provincial and national level. We're going to continue with um, taking some of your calls, your SMSs, and your WhatsApp voice notes. Remember the number to dial this morning. 011 714 2006. Let me go.